and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober. Encouraging believers to stand on the word of God. And motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it is Truth O'Clock. I'm Brian Moonen, and I'm sounding the alarm asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. The truth is God's word, and we want to shine the light on any any attacks of the enemy. Right now, in the time we're living in, there is a mass die-off occurring, sadly. Um, don't switch me off. I want to bring on my guest, Dr. Mackis. He is a physician with expertise in radiology, oncology, and he is a University of Toronto scholar. And he is also the author of over 100 peer-reviewed um, medical publications, medical, I, would, I guess you would call them uh, studies, doctor. Welcome to the show, doctor. Let me let you get come right on and, and talk. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you uh, for taking time to come on here. Unfortunately, what I asked you to come on here is one of your areas of expertise is to do with what is being called turbo cancer. I know some people who have suffered from this and they're already have passed away, sadly, and it just keeps on um, happening. And what we want to discuss is what's happening who is it primarily happening to in a clinical sense and why? And obviously it's related to these so-called vaccines. And I would like to let you introduce yourself and get, get into this topic. Well, thank you very much. I'm a Canadian physician. Uh, I live in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Um, I'm a radiologist and oncologist. Uh, my practice uh, is basically half diagnosis of cancer and half treatment of cancer. And it's been that way for a few years now. Now, um, since the pandemic started, um, I've been outside the medical system. Uh, so I'm in a semi-retirement because I'm in a, in a legal fight with a, with a corrupt uh, Canadian bureaucracy that sabotaged my cancer program. And, and they sabotaged it just before the pandemic. And so, um, you know, I was outside the system when the pandemic hit. So I wasn't part of the, I wasn't part of the propaganda. I wasn't part of the brainwashing. I wasn't part of, uh, you know, the push to mask everybody and, you know, the, the, the six feet apart nonsense, uh, pushing masks on children. Uh, and, and of course, then the vaccines, once the vaccines rolled out, I, I had no part in that. I've never recommended the vaccine to anybody. I've never given the vaccine to anybody. I've never taken. I haven't taken it myself. So, uh, but at some point, I started noticing that the doctors who had taken the vaccines started coming down with illnesses, and they started dying suddenly. And they started dying suddenly at young ages. Most of those deaths were cardiac. Some of them were, you know, blood clots, things like 
heart attacks, strokes, pulmonary emboli. But there was a group of doctors that were coming down with extremely aggressive cancers uh, that were very unusual, that were behaving very bizarrely. And, and that's where I first noticed this phenomenon of turbo cancer in vaccinated people. I noticed it in the doctors, young, healthy doctors, previously healthy doctors. They were coming down with strange brain cancers. They were coming down with lung cancers, colon cancers, uh, at ages that they shouldn't be getting them. And they were so aggressive that the cancers would kill them in a matter of months. And really, this this was this was the feature that really caught my eye, uh, because as an oncologist used to diagnosing tens of thousands of cancers, you get to know how how these cancers behave. You get to know, you know, the age groups of people who are affected, how the cancer evolves. Uh, you know that cancers can take many many years to evolve, and then of course, even if it's a later stage. Uh, you can treat them. A person can live, a young person can live after cancer treatment for many years. You know, that's why we have those five-year, 10-year survival curves. And these turbo cancers were not behaving uh, the way that you'd expect them. These people were not surviving. Uh, they were dying in a matter of months. Uh, these cancers seem to grow very rapidly. They seem to spread throughout the body extremely aggressively. Um, and, and so, that's where I noticed the phenomenon. And the more I looked into the phenomenon of turbo cancers, the more I started seeing it, um, especially in places where there was an aggressive push with the COVID vaccines, the mandates, the university and college mandates, the mandates for all healthcare workers, for nurses, for city workers, for police officers, for firefighters, for military that's when I've that's where I've seen explosion of turbo cancers. Yes, and that would make sense that you saw that you noticed it there first, doctor, because they they were taking it first. They those professions were being given the shots and mandated to take them in many cases earlier on, along with the elderly. So you had the maybe you had the nursing home people taking it, but you also had the young nurses taking it then almost a year later was was leading up to the college age kids okay and now it's been two years since most anyone has taken the shots some people a little a little over two years but now is when it seems to be exploding um in a general sense though one of the worst things i've seen that's happening um is just the amount of death. That's why when I framed it in the beginning as a a mass die-off event, people might think that's a wild way to put it. But you know, I I do you have any numbers at your at your disposal of actually this year where we're at? Because I know over a year ago I was I did a show where I reported that um the excess death was like up 40% higher than normal a norm than a normal year and, and that is that's like in, insane do we know where we're at right now just with access death um whether it's cancer or not over because there's so much died suddenly i mean yeah. i helped to do research for another substack it's the mark crispin miller yours is called covid intel uh substack.com forward slash at macus md 
And, but do we know where we're at, where that, is that kind of a steady right now? Or I hate to ask, yeah, I, but you know, that's what I want to yeah, know. I know what you mean. So, you know, I never expected to be uh, a person who was basically reporting died suddenly cases, just like Mark Crispin Miller is, has been doing uh, on his Substack as well. And uh, that really became a focus of mine uh, back in, I'd say, March, April of this year. Uh, I just, there were so many deaths and a lot of them were, were either being ignored uh, and and these were really horrific stories. You know, th these were perfectly healthy young people, and they would come down with with with. And you know, they always call it sudden illness, right? Sudden illness, brief illness. And you look at all these obituaries, and you see these young people dying of sudden illness, right? Now, often the vast majority of the time, the obituary will not have information. Uh, to to explain why this 20 something or 30 something year old person died suddenly right so so you you'll get this you know unexpected passing sudden passing brief illness sudden illness and that's all you get right that's all you get on the obituaries but of course you know this being the digital age most people have some kind of a digital digital footprint and some have a bigger digital footprint than others and and so you can go and actually trace this digital footprint you can go on their facebook you can go on their instagram and that's when you start seeing some of these horrific stories of these young people they had the vaccine they may have had two they may have had three they may have had four uh and then they've got a sudden illness and we start finding out what those sudden illnesses are these are cardiac injuries these are blood clots pulmonary emboli strokes these are brain bleeds uh, these are bizarre autoimmune diseases, neurological diseases, and of course, the turbo cancers as well. To get an idea for the scope of, and I always say, what is the scope of, of the carnage of these vaccines as it seems to be? Because, you know, all the data I've looked at, all the numbers I've looked at, and when people say, well, you know, it's COVID or it's long COVID, and you look at the data in 2020, and you don't see this kind of carnage in 2020, and that's no. when COVID was at its worst, right? No. And and I just wanted to interject, even last night, um, you know, as I said, I'm, I'm doing research. Sometimes I find these things by accident. And I came across a 14-year-old in this area, a ninth grade student, and all it said was that um, he died from a non-communicable, rare, a rare non-communicable respiratory disease known as blastomycosis. It's very sudden. So I'm, I'm not an expert on blastomycosis, but, you know, these kids, most of these public school kids were, were pressured and told they had to take these shots here in New York State. And... There's no way of proving it, but, you know, I'm just saying it, I'm finding so many, I'm sadly, you know, infants, children that are a day old, three months old, out of the blue, you know, not that they're born with a defect and then they're sick and then they pass away. I'm talking about babies that are healthy that just die. I know a person down in Tennessee that one of their friends texted me, you know, the kid came home from soccer practice. He went upstairs he he coughed. They went up to check on him. He was dead. I mean, he wasn't sick, okay? 
and you're like, this is terrible. And it's happening. Like you're not going to see it on the news. That's why I was led to like start helping to research it because I feel these people deserve to be remembered. Like it's a war, you know, and you have the Vietnam war wall with the veterans and stuff. These people are casualties to me. In my opinion, they're being murdered and they yeah. don't know. Most of them didn't know any better. They trust the white coated priesthood. I call it. And it's, it's satanic. They're being murdered. Some of these kids are so young and it's that what I'm seeing now is every week I'm seeing babies. Every week I'm seeing the teenagers, the young kids. And it, that seems to be sadly speeding up as well. Yeah. And, and, and as you said, in the vast majority of these cases, there's absolutely no warning. There, there's no pre-existing conditions. There, there's no warning signs. In a lot of these sudden deaths, and, and you know, I've run across this as well. I've reported not as much as, as Mark Crispin Miller, but I've reported about two and a half thousand sudden deaths now. And and one of the features is that in the vast majority of cases, there's absolutely no warning signs. There's no way to, you know, to prepare yourself for for these for these brief illnesses or sudden deaths as they happen. So to get a scale of of the carnage um i sort of you know i've looked at the excess mortality figures or as much data as we can get for all the highly covid vaccinated countries and the figure that keeps coming up uh, and uh dennis rancor he's a he's a phd that has also done a lot of work on this type of of data is that it appears that in the past year, about one in a thousand people have died in terms of the population. So, you know, you look at United States, that's about 300,000 people have died as excess deaths in a year. And so now we're over two and a half years into the rollout of the of the vaccine. So you're looking at a figure of potentially 600,000 uh, or so excess deaths. In Canada, that's about 30,000 deaths a year. And then you look at the populations of, of places like United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, just take the population, divide by a thousand, and th that gives you one in a thousand people have died, roughly speaking. It could be a bit more, uh, a bit less, but but that is the ballpark figure, one in a thousand deaths. And it seems to be one in a hundred people who've taken the vaccines have been permanently disabled. And about 10%, 10 to 15% of people are struggling with some kind of an injury uh, that uh, something like a heart attack or a stroke, or they've got, you know, some kind of an autoimmune disease that they're struggling with now, you know, various skin diseases, neurological diseases, some kind of a paralysis or. Right. And they're problems. on their way. They're on the path to their That's death. Right. They're, they're within their three year window of, okay, I had a quadruple bypass or whatever, but yeah, all those people that had things like that, they're still with us. But their their life is different. They're not they're not healthy, and they have all these other issues they're dealing with. And you're you're sadly wondering. It's like a ticking time bomb. And in addition to that, I was going to say in England, I remember last year, they were reporting they had at one point they were having seven thousand excess deaths a month. Mm -hmm. That's that seems like it's way more than one in a thousand. I mean, you know, I'm I'm sure that it's peaks and valleys, but that's that's crazy. 
Uh, yeah. And, you know, we're, we're hearing the sirens. I mean, this is like another way that we started to gauge it. Last summer, we started hearing like, is it me or do we hear the sirens like twice an hour now? It used to be like once a day. And we're hearing it all day long, the, the EMTs and the ambulances. And then we see them out when we're out in town. Sometimes you see them going by just with the lights without the sirens. And you're like, they're just, they are very like busy right now. And yeah. again, the news isn't talking about it. It's being ignored completely by the media, which is shocking. And, you know, so so when I, when I report a died suddenly case, it's either it's either I report a death or I report a serious injury, right? And 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 when you look at the serious injuries, and these again, this is all these are all people who've had their vaccine. You see that the injuries that they have are again injuries that you would not expect in that age group. So you have young people coming down with strokes, with cardiac arrests. I'm I'm reporting cardiac arrests for teenagers. Well, there was the young Israeli boy who um had a heart attack in the bathtub you reported about. He was the poster child for make sure you get your shots. They're safe and effective. And he's dead, sadly. And I, I was actually, I was at the health food store last weekend and these people were standing right next to me and that's what they were talking about. They were talking about, maybe they read your Substack. They were talking about that case about the little boy, I have his name here, Jonathan Moshe Ehrlichman. Yeah, that's his name, Jonathan. And eight years old, he was, he was in a, you know, he was in a sort of a commercial or, or a video it was kind of like a propaganda video, yeah. Uh, you know, for 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 the pandemic and sort of, I guess, uh, you know, encouraging the shot or talking about the shots. And you know, these are tragic, like tragic cases. These young, these young kids, and and now that you know, we we had that aggressive push for vaccinating these these kids, five to eleven years old. I mean that that was that was the reason I lost my Twitter account for a year was when I said that you shouldn't roll out these vaccines in kids five to 11 years old back when they were about to roll them out in Canada. And they were so in, in insistent evil and vaccinating these kids that they were suspending. Uh, you know, I thought someone from, from the Trudeau government had made a phone call to the team at Twitter and, and had my account suspended uh, because it was, it was really within, within a couple of hours that, when I said that these vaccines should be taken off the market, you shouldn't be vaccinating kids five to 11 years old. Within, I think within a few hours, my account was suspended and I was suspended for, for almost a year until I was brought back under uh, Elon Musk's uh, leadership. And so they wanted these jabs in every child as well. And, you know, just quickly, when I look at how many kids have been impacted by this, kids in Canada, kids 12 to 19 years old, over 80% of these kids have had at least two shots or more. And these shots we know are, are doing damage internally. We know that they're causing blood clots. We know that they're damaging their hearts. Uh, we know that, you know, a lot of these kids are ticking time bombs and they're, you know, they'll, they're collapsing in school. They're collapsing at their desks. Um, can, can you give my audience um, some of the mechanisms with which, how these shots create these health problems? Because I'm going to have all these people on the, Oh, he said that they, you know, there's no evidence to back it up. 
I know what you're going to say, but I would like you to spell it out. Any of the clinical ways that these shots are killing people basically and giving them the turbo cancers and all these other wicked, they're not side effects. They're, you know, results of the shots. Yeah. So there is evidence. I mean, I mean, I mean, there are literally thousands of, of published papers on either the vaccine causing injury or the spike proteins specifically causing injury. The only thing is we never hear about them from the media and mainstream doctors because these are things that are uh, inconvenient. Uh, these are inconvenient truths. Even when it comes to the turbo cancers, where I'm constantly told day in, day out that this does not exist, there are over 10 published cases uh, that have been published in peer-reviewed literature and specific cases of, of people developing these aggressive turbo cancers. And there are also published papers on the possible mechanisms and so on. So when you when you when we look at what are the possible mechanisms of injury and how this one, you know, how can the vaccine cause this and that and so on. And and the reason why this particular product is is causing such a wide variety of injury is because you have something that's packaged in a lipid nanoparticle. Uh, so you've got the mRNA that's been modified. This isn't our mRNA. This is artificial pseudouridine modified mRNA that's packaged in a lipid nanoparticle that is uh, injected into the arm, but it doesn't stay in the arm. And that was one of the big lies of the pandemic is that this stays in the arm, teaches your immune system how to fight COVID, and then dissolves and disappears after a few hours. And those were lies. Those were just bald-faced lies. This product doesn't stay in your arm. It's There's been research published showing that it ends up in your bloodstream. And once it ends up in your bloodstream, it ends up circulating to different parts of the body where these lipid nanoparticles are picked up and deposited. So they're they're deposited in the bone marrow where they're affecting stem cells. They're being deposited in the ovaries, in the testes, where they're impacting uh, fertility and reproduction. They're being deposited in the heart. So mRNA has been found in the heart. Spike protein has been found in the heart. This is, this is all published. This is myocarditis. theory. Yeah, myocarditis. And wherever these, these lipid nanoparticles dump the mRNA and the spike protein gets produced, you're introducing a foreign protein in a place where it should not be. And that's where your that's where your immune system kicks in and your immune system starts attacking uh, these cells. And then you, you, you get these dysfunctional immune processes where your own tissues are being attacked in various places. Uh, it's a highly inflammatory protein, uh, this, this spike protein. It's also... Um, it, it's also a protein that creates clots, blood clots. So if it gets expressed in, in these little blood vessels, it can create blood clots. And, and so so it, it's the systemic delivery of this thing that causes such a wide variety of, of side effects and, and injuries. And the other lie, one of the, there's so many lies that washed over the brainwashed masses. And one of them was that it doesn't do anything to your DNA. What do we know about that? 
Well, so that that used to be, you know, considered a big conspiracy theory, and 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 you know, all, yeah. How nation- could mRNA have anything to do with it, it? Literally, all the transcribing and all the reverse transcribing and all the studies and everything. How could that affect your DNA? Yeah, we were told that basically, you know, there's no mechanism by which you know this can even get into the nucleus, and so. Uh, you know, and I've been I've been actually fact checked by the compromised uh, institutions like Reuters, Associated Press. Uh, I've been even fact checked by the Twitter community notes, and what they will enter uh, in you know in my posts, they will say, "Well, there's no way it reaches the DNA, so there's no possible way these things can cause cancer." Now, the first thing I want to say is that Pfizer itself. In, in, in their documents, in their approval documents, stated very clearly that they did not test for oncogenicity. They did not test for carcinogenicity. They didn't test for it. Isn't uh, it also- true that the, the shots that were given to the people in their little trial, I think it was only 200, I don't know how many people it was, were different shots than what were given to Uncle Frank and... Uh, the teachers and the nurse and whoever else, right? That's they didn't right. even test the actual shots in their trial, which they still lied about their trial. Then they gave all the placebo group, the control group, they gave them the shots afterwards. So you ruined, it's not science. It's There's no way, they have no credibility. I'm sorry, just went off. That's okay. So 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 just to get back to this idea of... of um... Of, of this this uh, impacting your DNA, um, you know there there was a me- there there was a mechanism published by which the mRNA itself could reverse transcribe into the DNA that that's been shown that's been published, but now you know we we're now faced with this issue of what's being called DNA contamination. Now it's made to seem like it was an accident. I don't believe anything related to these products is an accident. Um, you know, so they're finding DNA contamination in all the vials and in, in every single vaccine vial that's been tested, they're finding DNA contamination. And you, you may ask, well, what is this DNA contamination? Well, the DNA contamination is how they mass produced the vaccines that were given to people, not, not the people that, that, that had the trials, that the trials, those were given, they had a special process uh those were you you could say handmade very tight quality control the the but the ones that were mass produced given to the people uh the way they make them is they put the spike protein sequence in these dna plasmids they grow them in e coli bacteria and then they're supposed to extract it convert it into mrna and then purify the whole thing get rid of the dna and ship out the pure mrna vials and apparently um, you know, they didn't get rid of all of this DNA that they had multiplied in the E. coli. And so now this DNA contamination is being found everywhere. Now, again, we can argue that it was intentional. It was not an accident. How would it, it be? I'm, I'm curious how how um, SV40 would be an accident. Oops, we put some simian virus 40 That's causes cancer. One. Oops, we yeah. spilled a little in the... In the batch, where would that, how would that accidentally grow in the E. coli? You would have to introduce that into the sequence. Am I wrong about that? 
you know that so the presence of the of the simian virus 40 sequence in in these dna plasmids in these contaminants has not been explained by pfizer and there's no way to that that cannot be an accident there's no way that that is an accident that was intentional and it's you know, called that, depopulation and now there's there's you know information coming out of health canada that well they were not told about this sv40 sequence and that in the documents that pfizer submitted they actually removed any mention of of the sv40 sequence in all the documents they submitted so but here's the issue so this dna contamination the issue with the dna is that it very easily integrates into our dna and what is in that dna there's a spike protein sequence in that dna on top of the sv40 oncogenic um portion of the virus as well so that's going to go to your organs and go on a spike protein attack creating spree telling your cells to create spike proteins and attack your heart your liver all these in all these spots with the inflammation and with all these other terrible scary things that we were told covid will do now it's going to be on steroids basically once, and like a ticking time bomb right yeah once once you get this these contaminants integrated into your dna you are now producing the spike protein potentially forever and you become a spike protein producing factory. And as you're producing spike protein in these various cells, your immune system just goes completely haywire. And not only does it damage the function of your immune cells, your T cells, it messes up immune system signaling. So you've effectively made yourself immunosuppressed. You've made yourself immune dysfunctional. Uh, and Similar to HIV. And over time, you know, if you have problems with your immune system, and really the easiest way to put it is that that you're either immunocompromised, immunosuppressed, or you have a completely dysfunctional immune system, that can manifest in thousands of ways. But the main way it manifests is you become susceptible to all kinds of infections. You know, so now what I think one of the features that a lot of people are seeing is that the vaccinated get sick very often. And they get sick with all kinds of things. They get sick. Of course, they catch COVID over and over and over. And so, you know, we see even doctors who've had four or five vaccines, there's, they're always posting their positive, you know, results. Oh, I got COVID again. Oh, I'm sick with COVID again. Or they get influenza. Uh, they get strep. They get meningitis. They come down. And, and a lot of young, healthy people are dying from sepsis. Now, what, what yes. is sepsis? Sepsis is basically when the infection reaches the blood and really you're only dying of sepsis if you have some kind of an immune system compromise. And we, we see young people dying of sepsis, for example, uh, young healthy people. And, and so it's damage to the immune system. And of course, widespread damage to the immune system isn't just a problem with infections. You end up with problems with, with cancer as well because the immune system is what keeps cancers in check. If you've damaged cancer surveillance, if you've damaged your immune system, you've now provided an, an environment for cancers to take hold and to grow rapidly and to spread over all over the body. It's terrible. Doctor, anything else that we can add to? I mean, there's so many other topics. There's these white things, I call them, that are being found. Like I actually know one of my listeners is an embalmer. He was sending me privately you know, evidence. So I know that was not a hoax. That is happening. And that is another whole thing that is 
was never never happening before these shots and that's very sad too but another mechanism where people are just dying they're they're being clogged up in their arteries and everything and you know i think i think the most important i think the most important thing anyone can do for their health is to stop taking the shots i think that that's the most important that's the key is to not take any more covid shots please don't stop take taking them and please stop giving them any to more. the children for god's That's sake right. don't take don't take any more influenza shots don't take any new shots because they're going to be coming out with more mrna shots of various types influenza rsv cmv you name it they they've got a whole bunch of shots they'll have hiv mrna shots that they'll be giving well, to everybody so so people have to stop taking the shots that's the key and then take steps to try to detox from the spike protein. There's many ways to try to detox from that, but you have to be proactive with that. You cannot say, well, you know, I've been fine. Most of the people who died suddenly had no health issues before they died. Suddenly they had no warning signs. And this is the danger is that it's this false sense of security that if you didn't have issues after your shots, that you're probably fine. And that is just not the case. Thank you for your time, doctor. I pray that everybody heeds the warning and we'll hope to catch up with you again soon if you'll have the time to come back on. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you. God bless you. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. If you are led to support this ministry, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. Did you know that Big Apple Music has been in business for over 40 years? They have a great selection of guitars, amps, drums, keyboards, digital pianos, and much more. Did you also know that they offer music lessons right here locally, and they rent instruments? Their experienced staff can also repair instruments and sound systems. Located on Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford, open Monday through Friday, 9 to 9, and Saturday, 9 to 6. That's Big Apple Music, Seneca Turnpike in New Hartford. The time is short and the Lord commands us to go into all the world and preach the gospel. KJV Prepper Christian Apparel brings the eternal living light of truth into this fallen world of sin. All designs are original and all apparel is printed in beautiful upstate New York. Join in the battle for truth. Visit KJVPrepper.com for Christian apparel worn to worn. Hi, this is Brian Moonen, the host and producer of Truth Dealer Radio. Have you heard of Feedspot? Recently, Truth Dealer Radio placed in the top five in the Feedspot list, 80 Best Doctrine Podcasts. Quote, the best doctrine podcasts from thousands of podcasts on the web and ranked by traffic, social media followers, and freshness. End quote. Again, Recently, Truth Dealer Radio was ranked number four. That would put us in the top five. We praise God for that because we're trying to reach as many souls as we can with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. So I want to thank God and thank our listeners for tuning in. And thanks to the team over at Feedspot who have compiled the Top 80 Doctrine Podcasts blog site. 
and thank all those who support Truth Dealer Radio because we are listener supported. By God's grace, this podcast is bearing fruit for God's glory. So please keep listening and keep sharing our shows and our videos on Rumble and check us out on Feedspot, blog.feedspot.com forward slash doctrine underscore podcasts forward slash 